My brothers and sisters, such a great joy to be with you all. And um, it's, uh, it's been such a long time. Um, today, what I want, it's, it's kind of awkward here. I got some news that I want to share. I think most of us have already heard it. I hope we have. And uh, it's kind of sad news. So here we go. We haven't been in Mass for a long time. We want to celebrate being back, and I got sad news to share with you. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, Father Walter is going to be leaving us. He's going to be departing and going to St. John of Rochester. Okay, And we're going to be getting a new priest, and that's good news. Okay, Father Mike Merritt from Seneca Falls. So that's the, that's the kind of the big news. I talk about it in my, my bulletin article, and then Father Walter will be with us uh, next week. And so he'll be, he'll be kind of giving his uh, parting last Mass. And it, it is sad because it's been a whole quarter of a year. We've really been out of touch with you all. And, uh, and then he, he gets moved. So very sorry about that. Um, today what I'd like to talk about is kind of give some thanks to God for Father Walter's ministry, uh, but also talk about Father's Day as well. Okay. Father's Day, uh, is a very, very special civil holiday. Of course, it's not a liturgical holiday, but it's a, a very, very nice civil holiday. I, I think of the opening prayer here today. We say, Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. So there's this idea of guidance and then the foundation of love. And of course, for mothers and fathers, love has to be the foundation of what they're all about. But in a particular way, this idea of guidance, I think, is very appropriate for our reflection this Father's Day. Fathers are protectors, they're providers, but they also provide guidance in a very, very special manner. My, some of my earliest memories of my dad um, is, uh, my, now, since my ordination, I have not touched a firearm, okay? Just want to let everybody know, all right? But, but when I was growing up, my family uh, were very much into firearms, they're big gun people. And from my earliest memory, one of my earliest memories, I can recall it vividly. I was probably five or six years old, and my father was teaching me to shoot a gun. And it was a really, it's a very nice memory that I have. Um, I'm laying down, and he's, I'm only five or six years old, and it was like a 22 that we had. And uh, he's right up next to me, you know, really close, holding me close. I can like feel his beard, you know, on my little kid's skin. I have that vivid memory still. And he's just, he's teaching me how to aim. And that's, to me, a kind of a metaphor for what the father is meant to do for the children is to aim. You got a goal in life, kid. This is how you get it. This is how you achieve it. And uh, Father Walter and I would talk frequently about how many problems in our society trace back to men failing in one respect or another when it comes to fatherhood. And then, but conversely, how many blessings and good things come from our fathers? We can all thank God for the men in our life. If we think and if we reflect hard enough, there are, have always been men in our life who have provided that father-like guidance for us. In our uh, gospel today, we see Jesus talking about what in theological, fancy theological terms is called providence. Okay, we got this whole passage 
about Father Walter said, boy, isn't this, isn't this appropriate? You know, the Gospel of Matthew, and they're talking about this hairs on your head. You know, so he said, don't, I don't want to hear any jokes coming from you about the hairs on the head thing, okay? But, but Jesus is talking, when he's talking about the hairs of your head are counted, and there's no sparrow that falls to the ground. He's talking about providence, meaning that God is the master of all of the unfolding of human history and all the events in the world. And he has knowledge of them, and his knowledge is also his guidance of all of those events. So here's God as this master overseer guiding the world. And again, that, that whole idea is you never deprive of your guidance those that you set firm on the foundation of your love. And we've all had men in our life who have provided guidance and oversight and direction for us, have shown us the way to go forward, whether we're women or whether we're men. And uh, they don't have to necessarily be our biological father, okay? All men, whether they're biological fathers or not, are called to exercise their paternal nature by guiding and helping out others, by putting others first and foremost before themselves, by contributing to the common good and caring for and providing that, that guidance. You know, whether it be a nephew or whether you're a teacher or even an employer, uh, whatever it might be in your life, here you are. And if you're doing the right thing as a man, you're providing guidance for others and you're exercising that, that paternal nature that God gave you, and you're reflecting, you're, you're imaging forth in the world the image of God the Father. It's a very, very special and beautiful thing. Another thing that I think of, um, you know, as a priest, of course, we don't have our own biological children, and uh, sometimes that can lead to a sort of a, there's a, that makes it a little bit more challenging maybe sometimes in the development of your own character. If you don't have your own kids, and the stresses and the strains that family life brings upon you, you can, there's a temptation, in my opinion at least, for the priest to become like a, a pampered bachelor, you know? Because the, the reality of it is, as a priest, you don't have your own biological children, you're not making a whole ton of dough, but the thing is, the money that you do make, it's liquid, because you're normally not paying a mortgage. You're not sending kids to college, Okay. So, you know, you can be kind of self-indulgent. And I've heard bishops talk about problems that they've had with their priests, and they say, you know, you go to that guy's rectory, and you can tell he's never said no to himself. You know? And so that's a real temptation. But if a priest cooperates with that, that vocation to be, a, to be a true priest and minister of the gospel, he's not, that's not going to happen. Okay? He's going to be living for others. He's going to be choosing a life that's fundamentally oriented towards service. And just like a father in their biological family gets that human development that he needs to grow up to be a man through the stresses and the strains and the failures and the successes of family life, so also a priest in relation to his people, the same dynamic takes place. And especially during this lockdown, Father Walter and I have become so, you know, deeply more aware of how much we need you guys to be who we are. And so here we come to serve, but we get just as much as we give to you. It's just by virtue of that dynamic of being in relationship with you guys that we grow up as men and we get what we need to be mature. And we're not perfect and we make mistakes, uh, but we are so appreciative of all of you, and we've missed you so much. 
We're so appreciative of Father Walter's ministry. I know the whole idea of fatherhood and men, you know, uh, kind of rising to the challenge to be men. That's, that is something that's near and dear to Father Walter's heart. And he and I both have had many ministerial encounters where we've been able to inspire men and encourage them to, to be men, to be good fathers, to be who they're supposed to be as God has called them. And I know that Father Walter will go on and he'll continue to have that as near and dear to his heart. So our prayers go with him. And uh, we're so grateful for, uh, for his hard work amongst us. You know, another, another thought that I had with my own dad. I would say one of the, the best things that my dad gave me in terms of what to aim at in life is he provided me with an image of what it is to be a man that works hard. My dad, he's retired now, he's 79, but in the days when he was working, he's an absolute workhorse. I, I don't, I've never, well, I probably can think of a few guys that work as hard as he did. He's a very hardworking guy. And so when you're a kid and you're growing up and your, your main male role model is just, he just works. He doesn't complain. He doesn't, you know, he just works. That really is a gift to you. You grow up and you just start naturally doing that. And uh, both Father Walter and I, I think what we bring to the priesthood is hard work. And uh, I enjoy it. The hard work that I put into my ministry is not um, a torture chamber or anything like that. It's very, very fulfilling. To the extent that I extend myself and exercise responsibility for others is to the extent that I, I'm fulfilled and have meaning in my life. So it's a, it's a very, very beautiful thing. We want to continue to pray for Father Walter and all the hard work he's done, done amongst us. He'll continue to do uh, in, at St. John of Rochester's. That's where he's going to be going. And um, who knows? He'll probably be a pastor pretty soon. You never know. Okay, He's a very talented guy. Um, we're going to be getting a new priest, Father Mike Merritt from Seneca Falls. And the bishop thought we would be good for him, thought that I would be good for him. And uh, I trust that, that judgment, and uh, he's going to be good for us as well. But it's in that dynamic of the priest and his people, of the, the father, as it were, and his spiritual family, that the, the priest really grows up and becomes who he's called to be. So I want to thank all of you for helping us become priests. And we're going to continue to do that with Father Mike Merritt. I have uh, good... Good testimony that he's a very um, optimistic and energy-filled guy. He's a very happy guy. He's very chatty. They say he's really chatty, so if you get him talking, he'll keep going on. So we'll see. That's what I hear, at least. All right? Um, but that he's going to bring a lot of life to, to, our, uh, to our parishes. Um, so let's thank God for all the fathers in our life, the good things that God has given to us through fathers and through the men in our lives and the priests in our lives that we've received such good guidance and care from. Um, and please enjoy your Father's Day today as you celebrate uh, with family and, and friends. And it's, again, so good to be back with all of you.